Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is The Surge Effect, and I'm your host, Mike Surge. This podcast will be talking about anything and everything. Life in general to current events and past events, and all things about this beautiful and wonderful world that we live in. And this podcast, well, it'll probably have an effect on you. Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of The Surge Effect. Today... We are going to be talking about a few different things, and um, hopefully we won't be too much of a long podcast, but I do have a lot of uh, stuff to cover in regards to what happened yesterday, for one, is Bill C-11. For those of you who do not know about Bill C-11, Bill C-11 is about internet regulation and regulating Things on the internet or content providers, people that are into podcasting like myself or uh, uh, numerous other people who've I've, uh, who I've personally watched online on YouTube or Rumble. And it was just a uh, third reading yesterday in the house, which was the 21st of uh, June. Now it goes to the Senate. So now the Senate senators get to hash out what these ministers and the prime minister have done, the liberals and the NDP have done, this little coalition that they have gone, they have all voted to move this forward. Once again, I'm going to read the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, our fundamental freedoms as Canadians, citizens of this country. Everyone, it's literally um, to be. So you could say to be or not to be. So basically this is uh, number two, Section B, freedom of thought, belief, opinion, expression, including freedom of the press and other media of communication, freedom of assembly, of course, and freedom of association. So where where does the prime minister and the rest of these ministers, where where do they go wrong when they want to basically stomp on our Charter of Rights and Freedoms like they did with the Emergency Act, and now they're doing it with the Bill C-11? Even YouTube and other social media uh, companies like Facebook and what have you, they're, they're like losing their minds in regards to Bill C-11. This is really going to put the hammer down on people's freedoms in this country. Now, people go, oh, it's not that bad. Well, the other day, the liberals passed through all these motions on that bill, and it was underhanded at nighttime, slid through, And the progressives didn't even have a chance to even read some of these amendments. So the old saying goes, if you have nothing to hide, hide nothing. But the liberals, for some reason, like to do these underhanded things. Anyway, a little bit more on that a little bit later. But uh, Bill C-11, I would suggest you get contact with your senators in Canada. Email them and let them know how you feel about having your rights taken away and stomped on by these people that were placed in power by the Canadian people. So anyway, I'm going to talk a little bit about Pierre Polyev. Pierre Polyev is running for the leader of our progressive party and soon wants to be our prime minister and uh, oust Trudeau from his position and take over as our leader of this country. I'm just going to tell you a little bit about Pierre Polyev, show you some videos on Pierre Polyev, and uh, hopefully you'll understand a little bit more about what he's all about. Excuse me. So who is Pierre Polyev? Well, 
this is a little bit about Pierre. He was uh, born June 3rd, 1979. He's, uh, of course, Canadian, and uh, he was born and raised in Calgary, Canada. Um, Pierre was adopted uh, after his uh, young mother, biological mother, placed him up for adoption. Um, people might remember Pierre Polyev taking uh, politicians to task. Uh, over the years, and I, for one, have been following his career for a while. Um, here's a clip of him talking with our Prime Minister, uh, taking him to task about a scandal that you might have heard of. It's called the Our Little Wee Scandal. And you may not have heard about this clip, but Pierre was asking Trudeau about money that his family had received uh, from the Wee. Have a listen to this. Yes or no uh, question, Mr. Chair. Uh, Prime Minister, you twice were found guilty of breaking the Ethics Act. After those two convictions, did you decide to read the Act? You've got 14 seconds, Prime Minister. Um, yes, I have read the Act a number of times. Are you aware of Section 21? Uh, yes, since I've read the Act, I'm aware of Section what 21. What does it say? I can pull it up for you, but if you have it in front of you, you can remind me Well, it says a public is. office holder, of which you are one, shall recuse himself or herself from any discussion, de decision, debate, or vote in any matter in which, uh, uh, in respect of which he or she would be in a conflict of interest. Now, what you've admitted today is not just that you were in a conflict of interest, but that you consciously recognized in your May cabinet meeting that such a conflict might exist, that it didn't just slide by your desk, that you were consciously aware that there was a, an inappropriate link to your family that would put you in a conflict. Why did you, at that moment, not call the ethics commissioner and recuse yourself? That is simply not true, Mr. Polyev. Uh, the issue of advancing uh, issues for one's own, and by the way, the Ethics Commissioner uh, is looking into this right now, and I fully trust his judgment on, on determining it. Uh, but at the same time, my concern around recusing myself was a question around perceptions, uh, because yeah. I knew so full well that this Canada Summer Students Grant Program was not going up. to directly benefit uh, my mother or my brother. Your, your 16 seconds are up. Years. Your 16 seconds are up. I'm going to ask you again, Thank because you no, no, nobody, nobody believes you when you say you don't know how much money your family has got from the WE group. So you've had a month to look into that. You knew you were going to testify here. Again, how much money total have your brother, mother, and spouse received from this organization? How much? That information has been publicly shared, but I will highlight. Well, then tell my me what mother, it is. Uh, my mother How much? has, uh, has just the dollar through, figure uh, throughout her life. The dollar uh, figure, in Prime Minister. Various ways and is uh, proud How much? of the work that she's done, and I'm proud of her. How much? Uh, I'm looking for a can, dollar figure. We can, we can get that number for you if you like. It's been in, out in the media. It's been in the media, but you don't know it. I don't have it in front of me. And quite you frankly, don't know how much your family has received from this organization, which you tried to give a half billion dollars. Really. So this actual questioning, it goes on for about four or five minutes, and you might be able to find it on YouTube. It's called uh, Nobody Believes You, so you can check it out there. So I'm not sure about you, but it's nice to see somebody taking people to task. These are just, uh, you know, on their uh, ethics, these politicians, 
and spending our money. This is our tax dollars that they're spending. It's not government giving money away. That's the, the money that they're saying they're giving away. That's tax dollars they're giving away. That's our money that we give them, and they, and they are giving our money away. So anyway, I'm just going to show you a few more clips about Pierre doing just that to other politicians, basically asking them questions, taking them to task. So here's one of uh, Pierre asking the Kilbergers a question about the We Charity. They're the brothers that uh, run the We Charity. And the uh, liberal, liberal chairperson tries to cut him off before his time has expired. And uh, he gets interrupted again and again uh, a few different times. Now, this is a bit of a, length, a lengthy clip for you to l listen to and watch. Uh, but it's a little over three minutes, but it's, it's well worth the listen and the watch. Okay. So check this one out. Total dollar value of all the fees and expenses you've paid to the Trudeau family. The total, please. 16,000, uh, $17,500. To the, uh, by Trudeau family, I mean his brother, his mother, his spouse, himself. Oh, those are the fees. Did you ask the expenses? I need a calculator for a minute. If one second. You can come back to it, but you will. You will be if you if you you're going to give this number on the record and into into uh, you're going to testify it into the record under oath because I want the total. I want nothing left left out, and I want you to tell us what the total value is that you have paid to Mr. Trudeau, his wife, his brother, and his mother. The total of everything. Indeed. Uh, in, 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 uh, so we, we previously gave this to you nine months ago. It's also on our no, website. I'm but, asking uh, you to put it into the record. You're, sure. Get to it. Yes. Or you're going to be brought back to, to do it. Thank you very much, everyone. Your time's up, Mr. Polyev. And uh, uh, now point of order. Point of order. Actually, Madam, uh, sorry, Madam, Madam Vice Chair, you're quite wrong. Uh, and because you were in the chair, we decided to run the timer. And I still have a minute and 25 seconds left. So I'm nice sorry, try, uh, but I'll keep Mr. going. No, nice Mr. Try. Polyev, I am being nice directed try. by the clerk. Nice try. And uh, it I have is the, now I have time the clock for right here. Mrs. I have the Latencio. clock right here. Please Thank mute, Mr. Oh, the clerk has just Sorry, the clerk I, has just confirmed to me that I do have uh, more than a minute left. She's just said it herself. Uh, all right, then I stand corrected. Well, Thank you very much. What very we strange do, that we you... We do follow... No, I, I'm sorry. I'm taking the direction from the clerk as far as the time. Yeah. Thank you for your understanding. Please go ahead, Mr. Polyev. One more minute. Total dollar value that you've paid Mr. Trudeau, his wife, his brother, and his mother. Well, that I can give you. That, that's what I said. It was $217,500. No, the dollar, but the dollar value, including expenses. Well, we never gave expenses to them. We paid those expenses directly, of course. Right, for them. We, we paid like the hotel bill when they stayed or the that's right. was coming. That's right. Expenses would have been over roughly... Oh my gosh, eight. Uh, sorry, we're doing this for you. It's so much money, you can't even keep track of it all. There was 42 events. It yeah. was a total of $209,620 plus 16 cents for the expenses uh, for the individuals, which works out to roughly... Point of order, Madam Chair. I think that our chair has returned and is now accessible and available. So I think you're dealing with a point of order currently, Mr. Chairman, and the time has expired. Not. Um, and I want a point of order, Mr. Chair. Point of order, Mr. Chair. Yes, point of order, recognizing yes. point of order, Mr. Uh, on two separate occasions, the vice, the liberal 
Vice Chair has tried to interrupt my testimony by falsely claiming that I was out of time, even though I kept time and, sh and I can show uh, definitively that my time has not expired. Uh, and uh, so I would I ask that uh, that I be uh, granted the opportunity to get an answer to a very simple and straightforward question that the Kielberger brothers seem to have a lot of difficulty answering, which is the total value of all the cash and in-kind benefits that have been paid in the for fees or expenses for the Trudeau family, including uh, Mr. Trudeau, his wife, his mother, and his brother. Uh, simple question. I've been trying to get an answer for two minutes, but regularly interrupted by the vice chair. All right. So uh, that was interesting. So here's yet another one, a clip of Pierre talking about the We Charity, uh, holding a press conference about emails that he wanted to expose uh, the truth to the Canadian people. And he submitted a document to get those uh, truths exposed. So here's this clip. It's about two minutes in length, but it's well worth the listen as well. Uh, and this is the person that, that you want representing you, in, in my humble opinion, because he's keeping track of our money. And he's keeping track of how these politicians are doing business. And some of the business isn't good business, right? So this is what he did when he asked about these emails. Check this one out. Then we have here an email from Craig Kielberger to Bill Morneau. And, you know, we'd love to learn about the attached documents in it. But unfortunately, in what is to become a trend throughout this package, it's all all the relevant information in the two documents are completely blacked out. Another email from Craig Kielberger that went to someone in the government the same day he spoke to Bill Morneau on the phone. But we don't know who received the email. That's blacked out. Or what the email said. All blacked out. Here's an email from the minister responsible for the department that granted the half billion dollars to her top bureaucrat. Again, all the substance is backed out, blacked out. And that would not be the first time. Next page. Blacked out. This page. Blacked out. This page. Blacked out. This page, blacked out. Why don't we ask what's in those pages at a parliamentary committee? Well, I'll tell you why. Justin Trudeau shut down those parliamentary committees. When did he do it? The same day these documents became public. What a coincidence. The prime minister goes to the governor general's office and says, Gigi, I'm about to release some very damning information but I've covered it in black ink, and if you'll just shut down Parliament for me today, then none of the opposition politicians can force me to remove that ink and reveal the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a cover-up. Conservatives will not relent. We will continue to fight to get to the truth. The Prime Minister personally intervened to get a half-billion-dollar grant to a group that had paid his family a half a million dollars. He is covering it up by blacking it out and shutting down our investigations. But I've got news for him. Conservatives are just getting started. All right, so here's yet another uh, clip of Pierre calling uh, Trudeau's bluff when Trudeau uh, said Pierre was hiding behind parliamentary privilege and he wouldn't ask the same question outside that he asked on the floor. Well, maybe he doesn't know Pierre very well. Wrong. Check this out. 
the member for Carleton refused to repeat the allegations he made on Monday outside this House yesterday. He is hiding behind parliamentary privilege. I asked outside of the walls of this House when the Minister of Finance sold his 680,000 shares in Morneau Chappelle. I also enumerated all the facts leading up to that sale. And I am absolutely confident that everything I've said out there and in here is true. Would he commit that if I go out and repeat my question in the lobby at this moment, that the finance minister will meet me there and answer the question? So in this clip, Pierre is asking, where is our $7 billion? $7 billion tax dollars that we have given the government, and they're just flagrantly just spending the money. And there's 10 members from the Ministry of Finance, and none of them can answer this simple question. So this clip is a little bit of a long clip. It's comical, but it's concerning since, since not one person who is supposed to be looking after our money can answer this simple question. It's, it's just scary, to say the least. Anyway, have a look at this. And now I'd like to, uh, to welcome our witnesses uh, from the Ministry of Finance. We will have with us... Uh... How is the government paying the $7 billion bill associated with this proposal? That question is directed to who, Mr. Poliev? Anyone who wants to answer it. If they have one, anyone over there that is concerned about where the money comes from, that person could speak up. Maybe you could choose one of the witnesses. I don't know who uh, on their side uh, is responsible for this, but clearly they're getting the money from somewhere, so they must know where. Anyone here from Finance Canada? All right, so this clip goes on for another four minutes, so I just kind of cut that short. Uh, and not one person could answer that question about $7 billion. Where is it coming from? Like... This should be concerning to Canadian citizens when you have 10 people that work in the Ministry of Finance that can't even answer that simple question. Anyway, so here's one more video of uh, Pierre. He's talking to Mark Carney about killing ca uh, Canada's pipelines. Uh, check this one out. Do you support the Prime Minister's decision to veto the Northern Gateway Pipeline, Mr. Carney? Uh, I, I understand the veto of the Northern Gateway Pipeline. You support given it? Both in, uh, make, given both environmental and commercial reasons. Do you support it? I, I think it was sensible. I, I wasn't involved in the decision, but I think it was the right decision. And yet your company has invested billions of dollars uh, in oil companies in both Brazil and the UAE to buy pipelines. Uh, you've uh, you bought uh, billions of dollars of pipelines as a company in the last five years. Do you support those investments? Uh, Mr. Polyev, there is a global energy system. And one of the issues, uh, I'm, I'm trying to explain a bit of how the economy works. Uh, one of the Thank issues- Thank you so much. Of, well, it, it may help. Uh, 
one of the issues for this committee in thinking about a sustainable yeah. transition. Do you support is, it? Where is Canada's role in those in those uh, as energy transitions from right. fossil fuels to renewables and in different jurisdictions into uh, different geography? It matters. It matters. Okay. And this is a fundamental point. Yeah. No, I'm so, sorry. This is a fundamental. You're so, finally no, I'm getting sorry. to, you, you've, you're you've finally getting the to time. a point. You've exceeded that the is time. relevant to this committee's what, inquiry, what you're what you're what you're saying is, is you oppose pipelines in Canada, but you support them in the UAE and in Brazil. That's what there you've actually specific, said. There are specific. That's your double standard. It is not a double standard. It, it is, is a double a, standard. No, it's not. You, you it's make not. billions of dollars Mr. off Mr. foreign Pelliot, pipelines would, and you shut them down here at home, you, putting our people out of work. You that you are a representative of the Canadian people. And one of your responsibilities, including at this committee, is, is to fight to for Canadian form, jobs, and, and not foreign for, jobs exactly, like you. Exactly, to fight for Canadian, for Canadian jobs, jobs and the types of Canadian jobs that are durable and are going to move forward. Right. We, I grew up in Alberta. I know the innovative nature of that. Well, go industry. try to give that answer back in Alberta, because I grew up there, I too, and I can tell you that people, yeah. yeah, I can tell you the people of Alberta you, would be what, ashamed that, with the answer you just gave, that you uh, would give billions not, no, of because, dollars, no, billions of dollars Mr. to Polian, foreign pipelines while not allowing Canadians to build pipelines so, here at home. Uh, that is the kind are, of elite Davos hypocrisy. Could I, could I please Madam Chair, this is really unbecoming of a member to badger any witness. This is really, truly unacceptable. Continue, Mr. Polyev. Thank you. Mr. Carney, you've just said you support your, your leader's decision to kill a Western Canadian pipeline that ships the most ethical product in the world. Yet, you also support your company's decision to invest billions of dollars in foreign pipelines in Brazil and in the UAE. It's clear that this is not about the environment. If it were, you'd be consistent and you'd oppose fossil fuels everywhere. But you're happy to profit off of foreign fossil fuel companies while killing jobs among our own people. How do you address that uh, flagrant hypocrisy? It strikes smacks of the Davos elite at its worst. Okay. Um First thing, uh, absolute. I support Canadian jobs, and I support Canadian jobs uh, today and tomorrow. And in order to have those jobs tomorrow, what we need and what this committee can contribute is an energy transition. Anyway, so I really like the way that Pierre exposes these these hypocrites. They're playing a game with Canadians and the and their Canadian jobs. Uh, they're just moving things around, like they're saying playing some kind of a board game. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, this isn't a board game. Uh, this is our this is our life, and this is our money that we are giving the government. So, when was the last time that you saw a politician taking other politicians to task on any level of government, and to show the Canadian people what is behind that curtain? Pierre has done this for years. This is just not something that he just started doing. His track record speaks for itself. And Pierre even said years ago that he didn't want to run for prime minister. He had his own personal reasons. People assumed it was because of his family, and it's hard on families, of course. Uh, this is not an easy road for uh, anyone to take uh, to be a political candidate. And finally, after everything uh, that has gone on in Ottawa and with the truckers, Pierre probably just has taken up charge and, and taken a run for the PC leader, then onward to take Trudeau on for the position of prime minister. Um, anyway, so I'm going to fire off another quick video here for you as well. 
If you have never seen it, here's Pierre telling the world his intention to run for prime minister. This is a good little video clip if you haven't seen it or heard it. Have a look. Governments have gotten big and bossy. They're spending more than at any time since World War II. So they control more of what you earn and you control less. They've caused inflation by borrowing and printing a half trillion dollars, which has ballooned the assets of the billionaires, the debts of our children, and the cost of living of the working class. Over half of families now say they struggle just to feed themselves. And more 30-year-olds live in their parents' basements because they can't afford the now typical cost of a home, $800,000. Meanwhile, a small financial elite with access to all that printed money buy up real estate and rent out to a growing class of permanent tenants, people who may never be able to afford a home. And when people speak up, the powerful clamp down. They silence and slander anyone who dares dissent, including with laws censoring what you see and say online. Using COVID as a political opportunity, the Trudeau government has attacked small businesses, truckers, and other hardworking Canadians. They target law-abiding hunters and farmers while letting gangsters and gun smugglers run free. See, here's the problem. Trudeau thinks he's your boss. He's got it backwards. You are the boss. That's why I'm running for prime minister, to put you back in charge of your life. Together, we will make Canadians the freest people on earth, with freedom to build a business without red tape or heavy tax, freedom to keep the fruits of your labor and share them with loved ones and neighbors. Freedom from the invisible thief of inflation. Freedom to raise your kids with your values. Freedom to make your own health and vaccine choices. Freedom to speak without fear and freedom to worship God in your own way. See, in a free country, smaller government makes room for bigger citizens. People have room to take responsibility for themselves and each other. Neighbors care for neighbors. A job is the best anti-poverty program. And family and community are the best safety net. Now, the people with power, the media, interest groups, corporate giants, government authorities, will fight tooth and nail to keep on top. So it won't be easy. But easy street leads to a dead end. And hard roads lead to the best destinations. Our destination is a Canada where the government is servant, not master. As Henley might say, you are the master of your fate. You are the captain of your soul. It's like a breath of fresh air when you, when you see that, to say the, to say the least. Uh, here's Pierre telling uh, an audience about the House of Commons and who serves who. Have a look. In this country, it is bottom up. The reason they call it the House of Commons is because it's the House of the Common People. Does anybody know why it's green in the House of Commons? Why? Exactly, the grassroots, the first commoners met in England 800 years ago in the fields, because they were the people who worked, had supplied the crown and forced King John to kneel down and sign the Great Charter, the Magna Carta, which put the people in charge and put everybody under the rule of law. That is what the House of Commons is. It is the House of the Common People, and we're going to bring back the common sense of the common people.
And we're going to flip the org chart again, aren't we? Because they've got it wrong. See, they think that the state is the master and the citizen servant. That's wrong. They think it's the prime minister at the top, then the House of Commons, and then the people. No, 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 no. It's exactly the opposite. It's an upside down pyramid. It's the people on top. And the House of Commons underneath that, and the prime minister under that. Because you know what minister is? The root word of minister is servant. The prime servant. My friends, I'm not running for office to take power. I'm running for office to give it back. So like I've always said, politicians, they work for us. We don't work for them. We hire and we fire them at the ballot box. While those in office are serving you, don't you ever forget to drop them an email or a phone call when you have questions and you have questions that you would like answered about anything or any of your concerns that you may have in regards to questions that, that uh, were answered in the House or weren't answered correctly, you fire off that email and you get a hold of those representatives. Okay? So just what, some of the few things that uh, Pierre is fighting for, of course. Here are just a few of the things. Uh, one of the things that he liked, obviously, to uh, get rid of and uh, make our lives a bit better is get rid of the carbon tax, for one. Here's a video on that. We have the third biggest supply of oil anywhere on Earth, and yet we're paying two bucks a liter for gas. We should be getting our energy to our customers affordably, and instead of uh, taxing our customers, we should actually have an environmental policy that protects the Earth. In other words, we're going to use technology, not taxes, to fight climate change. We are going to put an end to the carbon tax. How about shipping some of our natural gas to other countries and making money for this country instead of spending money? Here's a little clip in regards to that. A Polyev government will repeal Justin Trudeau's anti-energy laws to allow us to build Canadian pipelines with Canadian workers using Canadian steel to bring Canadian energy to Canadian consumers. Furthermore, uh, we will repeal C-69. We will also repeal C-48. C-48 bans us from shipping Canadian energy off the northwest coast of British Columbia. I am announcing today that I will repeal Bill C-48 as well. And I will repay, replace these anti-energy laws with new laws that protect the environment, consult First Nations and provide them with paychecks, and give quick decisions on proposed energy projects. And it is also clear that Canadians are tired of being gouged at the pumps. Uh, you know, we have a buck sixty, buck sixty a liter gas. We could be at two dollar a liter gas by the end of this month. And Justin Trudeau and Jean Charest's carbon taxes are increasing the cost for everyday Canadians. Uh, I will win over hardworking middle class suburban families who want the ability to drive to work, afford food for to put on their tables, and afford a place to live. And I'm the only candidate for prime minister who will protect people's paychecks, and make life more affordable, including by cancelling the carbon tax. And here's yet another small little clip of Pierre speaking with young Canadians in regards to his political race. Check it out. 
I just wanted to say I, you were one of the one reasons in Canada, one of the few people that really gave me hope in this country. Thank so you. So I really, really appreciate it. Secondly, I wanted to know how do we, in such a woke, liberal world, how do we bring more young people to the conservative ideologies? Freedom. That's Freedom. the that's the overriding principle that ex excites young people. It does. When, our, when we're young, we're restless, we, we're adventurous, we want to take risks, and we want to enjoy life. And uh, the, the totalitarian and authoritarian agenda of the woke movement is, is against that. Yes. They basically want to take away the youthful spirit of adventure and, and uh, of uh, enterprise, but we're the ones that are giving it back. That's why so many young people are excited by my campaign. Yes. They want to take back control of their lives and make this the freest country in the world. That, that's what's exciting them, and that's how we're going to win the youth. Awesome. And me and my friends agree with that. Excellent. Thank so Thanks much very much, my friend. Appreciate really it. glad you're here. It's nice to see younger Canadians showing some interest in their future for sure. Uh, I'm going to show you another here, a clip here of Pierre when he's on the campaign trail um, running for the leader of the progressives, uh, speaking with a nurse who had lost her job over the mandates imposed by this draconian government. Check this video out. We've been following you for a long time. Yes. So happy we're running. Thank you. How many times I've said, if you run something? Thank you. I am a public service. Yes. That's okay. I understand. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. I'm sorry. We're fighting for you. We're putting as much heat on as we can. Yeah. I'm sorry for what you're going through. Is there any talk? Because they were supposed to let us know what in March? Yes. And they bumped it off again. No, they're, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, like I say, I'm not, I'm not part of Trudeau's inner circle, so he wouldn't tell me anything. But like I say, I'm going to fight against it. I'm going to bring forward a bill to ban the vaccine mandates and um, we'll keep on it. So keep the hope. I know it's hard. It's very hard for you right now. It's terrible, really, what they've done. So thank you. Can I give you a hug? All right. Here's yet another clip of two people who are converting from two other parties to the PC party. And now that Pierre is is running, check this clip out. If you become the leader, I will vote conservative for the first time in my life. Really? Yes. After 35 years. Really? So you become a leader, I promise you I will vote conservative. Wow, it's amazing. And well, why would you vote conservative for the first time in your life? Uh, it's obvious, saving this country. Yeah. You and, know that, I mean... And what have you been voting up until now? I was Green Party. Green? Yeah. Uh, so. I, uh, I'm embarrassed to say NDP. So you, you were Green, you were NDP, yeah. but if I'm leader, you're going to vote Conservative. Of course. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Means the world. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. Thank you. Give me a hug. Thank you very much. Glad to have you out. Nice okay. Thanks, okay. Thanks very much. Well, thanks for making the trip from Ottawa. Now, Pierre's on the campaign trail, like I said, seems to be just a normal guy who wants to do the best for Canadians. Just my humble opinion about Pierre. Uh, this is just my take on it. And of course, everyone else will have theirs and there's nothing wrong with that. So, but here's Pierre opening up, up uh, his first opening statement uh, at the very first debate uh, for the leadership of the PC party. Uh, just in case anyone missed it and you wanted to hear what he had to say, have a listen. 
is one where you, the citizens, are masters and your government is servant. It is one where people have the freedom to take back control of their lives. That means freedom from inflation, so that hardworking single mothers can afford nutritious food for their kids. <clears throat> freedom from inflation so that 32-year-olds don't have to live in their parents' basements, that they can actually afford their own homes. Freedom from inflation and carbon taxes that have made it unaffordable for working people to fill their trucks with gas. The freedom to speak without fear and censorship, and the freedom to make your own medical decisions. In other words, the freedom to be master of your own destiny and a captain of your own life. Thank you. Perfect. So that's a pretty good opening uh, statement to the uh, to that debate. I watched that debate. It was an awesome debate. And Pierre, in my opinion, he he just ruled that and just destroyed the other the other candidates. Uh, here's another small clip of Pierre uh, talking with John Charest, one of the other candidates in the first debate. In case you missed it, check this one out. Now, Mr. Charest learned about the trucker convoy on CBC, like other liberals, and he misrepresented them. Now, he believes that I should be censored. He believes I should be canceled from this leadership race and disqualified, in his words, because I don't share his liberal viewpoint. That is the kind of cancel culture and censorship you would expect from Justin Trudeau, but instead we're getting it from this liberal on this stage. <laughs> Frankly, Mr. Charest, for you to talk about law and order is a little bit rich given that your party, your liberal party, took a half million dollars of illegal donations when you were the head of that party. The average trucker has more integrity in his pinky finger than you had in your entire scandal-plagued liberal cabinet. And on, on the hill, I agree with Scott. This mess that we witnessed is the fault of Mr. Thank Trudeau. But you. Mr. Poliev, during that period, supported an illegal blockade. Mr. You cannot Mr. make laws and break Mr. laws Shrey. and then say I will make laws for other people. No, I'm sorry, but that is a question of basic no. foundation and principle in my life. You're out of time, sir. Thank you. Now, for those... For those of you that missed the joke about the liberals, this is just it in a nutshell. Sheree, he was once a liberal, then he switched, which, you know, over to PC, which is a little bit of a flip-flop, basically changed the suits from liberal to a PC. Now, this uh, politician who had, he had ample time to do whatever he needed to do uh, within the government, and all the time that he had, he still never fixed anything was right, and he still never made our lives any better i think people like this should just call it quits in their career you know let the sun set and walk into the distance and call it done because these lifers they don't have canadians best interest in at heart or in mind that's just my opinion but if they did what 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 they were supposed to do when they were first elected they'd make our lives better and not worse like i've always said but we are stuck with the same higher taxes, a high housing prices, groceries, consumable goods, right? Like I said, they're supposed to make our lives better, not worse. So I'm not just saying that, you know, Pierre Polyev is the, the greatest thing since sliced bread or, you know, the greatest thing that ever existed or anything like that. But he does have a good track record, and I have seen a lot of him over the years that just steers me in the direction that 
this guy is doing stuff for Canadians. The reason why I say that is because he's not wavered or moved off his positions on issues over the years. Now, that to me speaks volumes. Now, since Pierre is basically the front runner and he's in the lead for this race, his opponents will try everything in their power and their game book to try to basically taint him and uh, knock him off that pedestal. Uh, one of the reasons I'm sure he didn't even want to run in the first place. Digging up dirt is a great weapon, of course, that the political opponents always used to knock these leaders off the rails a bit so they, uh, they can't climb the poles. So I'm just going to show you a little clip here of Pierre about the, uh, what the upper echelon and who want to attack him and not let him succeed. So check out this video. Breaking news, everyone. The corporate media just got a hold of me to say that Bay Streeters, in their words, are not happy with my plan to fire the governor of the Bank of Canada after he delivered a 30-year high in inflation, broke his mandate, and gave up his independence to the benefit of Justin Trudeau. Quick background, Justin Trudeau wanted to spend a fortune. He couldn't find the money, so he had the central bank print it. More dollars chasing fewer goods bids up the price of all of those goods and makes your life more expensive. That's why you can't afford gas, groceries, or God forbid, even a house. But the other part of the story is that Bay Streeters have done very well. This central bank governor has made them all very rich. You see, when they print money and cause inflation, it also drives up the value of stocks, real estate, and other investments that Bay Streeters invest in. So no wonder they're very happy with how things are going in the Canadian economy. They've gotten rich while you've gotten poor. It's a transfer of wealth from the have-nots to the have-yachts. Now, the Bay Streeters say that it's wrong to fire a central bank governor who doesn't do his job. These same financial investors would have no problem if one of the companies that they own were to fire a welder or a waitress for a small mistake at work. Yet, when a central bank governor fails to do his one job, which is to keep inflation at 2%, they think that he should not be fired, that he should stay on the job even though he hasn't done it. Well, I take my job seriously of holding powerful people to account to protect the purchasing power of your money, your ability to earn a wage and advance your family's interests through your own hard work. So maybe the Bay Streeters are not happy, but that's okay because I don't work for Bay Street. I work for Main Street. And one more thing about the media. You know, CTV and BNN are both owned by Bell Canada. Now you probably know Bell as the company that leaves you on hold when you're calling to get your uh, internet up or you're calling to complain about a mistake on your phone bill. But Bell also owns these media enterprises and I suspect that the guys over at Bell are very unhappy with the fact that I'm challenging the status quo that has benefited corporate insiders on Bay Street for too long. And so you can expect CTV to continue to do its character assassination on me and to continue to attack me in order to stop me from fighting for you. But that won't stop me. I will keep standing up and fighting for the hardworking people of this country to tackle inflation, get rid of the carbon tax, or unleash the free enterprise system, make Canada the freest nation on earth and put you back in charge of your life. Because at the end of the day, you need a prime minister who works for you not for Bell Canada, not for the liberal media over at CTV or anywhere else, and certainly not for the Bay Streeters. 
That is why I will continue fighting for you. Join with me if you want to be part of it. If you want to vote, you have to get your membership now so that you can be eligible. Sign up today. Help me become leader so I can defeat Trudeau and put you back in charge of your life here in Canada in the freest country on earth. Now, I've followed politics in Canada uh, and the States since I was just a young teenager. And uh, here's a clip I found on Ronald Reagan uh, talking about liberalism and conservatism philosophy. It's kind of an interesting take, and it uh, might interest you if you've never ever heard it. So listen to Ronald Reagan. At the heart of my philosophy is much more libertarianism than... Uh, then, uh, well, that's the fashionable word these days, I guess. Liber a conservative is no longer just that. He's a libertarian. Always has been. Because I how do we call a liberal? You know, someone very profoundly once said many years ago that if fascism ever comes to America, it'll come in the name of, li of liberalism. And what is fascism? Fascism is private ownership, private enterprise, but total government control and regulation. Well, isn't this the liberal philosophy? The conservative, so-called, is the one that says, less government, get off my back, get out of my pocket, and let me have more control of my own destiny. Wow, get off my back and get out of my pocket. That sounds like a novel idea, doesn't it? So this liberal government, <clears throat> they've taxed the Canadians to the hilt, and they've stomped on our Charter of Rights and Freedoms for several years now. Our leaders... They have lied to us, and they have called us names, and this all needs to be put in check. Trudeau, he lied about the Aga Khan, he lied about SNC-Lavalin, he lied about the We Charity, he lied about the truckers, he lied about the inflation, he lied about sunny ways, and he lied about Senate reform, and he lied about the electoral reform, and now Trudeau wants to take away your free speech to fight disinformation crazy isn't it here's a little picture of the the same person on the same day it's just different theater one's in a theater with uh, of course them wearing masks and another theater is him not wearing a mask um, this of course uh, was was fairly recent and uh, it's it just shows you the hypocrisy of uh, the two different two different sides on the same day same people so uh, here's another video, and this one is uh, recent. This is about the Emergency Act, of course, um, just with, uh, about, with Trudeau. Uh, have a listen. The Emergencies Act enabled local authorities to end the illegal blockades. We've heard from the commissioner of the RCMP, police chiefs, experts, and political leadership that it was essential to the pol police response and that it offered precision and clarity as they did their important work. But even after all this has ended, Conservative MPs still can't pick a lane. Canadians want to know, do they stand with blockaders or do they stand with Canadian communities? Police were clear that they needed tools not held by any federal, provincial or territorial law. It was only after we got advice from law enforcement that we invoked the Emergencies Act. Uh, through you, uh, Madam Chair, did yourself or anyone in the OPS request the invocation of the Emergency Act? I did not make that request. I'm not aware of anybody else in the Auto Police Service who did. I just say, you know, enough of this nonsense uh, of these lies. En enough, enough of doing, uh, you know, what is best for Canadian speeches. 
you know, from every minister in our house. It's like a broken record. They go over and over again. And uh, we'd all be living better if uh, that was the case and they were doing what was best for us. But uh, it's no wonder that Trudeau and his government wants to push through this Bill C-11 again to control Internet and the content creators like myself, like I've said earlier, uh, so they can silence those who have to speak up about what is happening and the government uh, calling everything that they don't agree with misinformation. It's, it's just laughable just because they don't agree with something. Everything seems to be misinformation. But we've seen more misinformation with this government over just the last year, let alone the last four years or eight years, uh, than I think I can handle. Uh, we all have, have seen what's, what's going on. So I'm just going to leave you with this last little thing here just before I sign off. Um, once again, like I said about the Bill C-11 at the start, uh, get in contact with your with your senators because now it's in their their hands. Our freedom is in their hands, uh, us as Canadian citizens. So uh, they'll be debating that now in the in the uh, Senate, and uh, hopefully all those senators will come to the same conclusion in regards to our Charter of Rights and Freedoms. The temptation is powerful to close your eyes and wait for the worst to pass, but history tells that for freedom to survive, it must be defended. And then if it lies, if lies are to stop, they must be exposed. That was Madeleine Albright. She was one of the secretaries of state down in the United States of America back in the day. Anyway, that's it for me today, this June 22nd, 2022. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone, and I uh, hope that maybe you've walked away with something a little bit more knowledge than you did coming into it. Uh, these podcasts that I, that I post are on YouTube. Don't know for how much longer because YouTube thinks that uh, everything's controversial. doesn't matter what you say. Everything's controversial, which is true because everything that you think of, I could come up with a rebuttal that, to make it controversial, but... This is kind of what makes the world go round. Is it, this is how you figure problems out? This is how you come up with solutions. This is how you come with conclusions for things and uh, problem solving. Is to throw information out that could be controversial. Maybe people don't like it, but that's unfortunate because that's just the way it is. So I'm on YouTube and I'm on Rumble as well. So you can find the Surge Effect on Rumble. And if you have uh, want to drop me a line, you can do that at uh, podcast at thesurgeeffect.ca. That's podcast at thesurgeeffect.ca. Drop me a line. Let me know what you think about stuff. And who knows, I might read some of your stuff uh, in future podcasts. Um, like I said, I'm on Rumble. And um, you can also listen to my stuff on Spotify, Apple, any Android apps and all that stuff. Please feel free to subscribe. Hit the little bell button at the end of the, uh, of the video. And uh, give us a like. And it... Uh, checks the algorithm for YouTube and it keeps moving us up the ladder. So anyway, stay, stay diligent and uh, keep your eyes on the prize and watch what's going on politically in your neck of the woods. Like I've always said, those people work for us. They, we do not work for them. Cheers, everyone. Have yourself a great day. Till next time, I'm out. This episode sponsored by He Shirts, She Shirts. 
go to www.heshirtsshirts.ca. Just type in the letters TSA, the surge effect. When you check out, type in TSA for your coupon and receive 10% off your next purchase. Thanks for listening to today's podcast, everybody.